0: This episode of Inside Running is sponsored by Peaks and Trails, an annual premier trail running event to be held in Dunkeld at the foot of the Grampians on the 12th and 13th of August.
1: And Julian, this year they've introduced a new category, the Peaks and Trails Champion, which takes place over two days, the fastest combined time for the Mud Dadjug Challenge and AGL 50 kilometre trail. Along with great prizes, this event is one to add to your calendar.
2: Welcome to episode number 288 of the Inside Rain Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. Looking forward to talking to Runner with Croaks and Moose for the next hour or so, so thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you got us in your ears heading out for a run. We can keep you a bit of company. Uh, Welcome to my co-host, Julian Spence, down in Anglesey. Has not run a step, I don't think, since last time we spoke. How are you going, Moose? How's the back?
0: Uh, The back's better than it was last week when we sat down and had a chat, but it's still not ready to be run on yet which is starting to frustrate me. First few days, it's kind of just such an acute pain that I don't even consider running. And, but as soon as I start considering running, like I get close enough, that's when I start getting frustrated that I can't. So I'm at, I'm at that point now. I got some treatment today. I'm going to get some treatment on Wednesday and I'll consider having a jog after that, only if it feels right.
2: Yeah. Be a while since you haven't uh, run at all for a week, wouldn't it? Probably pre surgery. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. It would have been that. Uh, no, it wasn't. Sorry. I had that um, bone sort of stress in my knee that time last year, about in March last year. So, but it's, since then, it's been about a, a year
2: yeah, or okay. over a
0: year. But yeah, I've been going pretty well.
2: My other co-host, Brad Croker in Canberra, was back racing yesterday. Looking forward to hearing the recap about that performance at the Sydney Ten K. Welcome, to episode number two hundred and eighty-eight, Crokes.
1: Thanks, Brady. Um, yeah, Moose, What's the diagnosis of the back? Oh like... well,
0: it's the same. So I, I don't really get a diagnosis because I've had all the, sk- the images and that done in the past, and and they just it just comes back with degeneration, and, and that means that the 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 joint that um, is obviously sort of degenerative and the the disc can pinch and as soon as like I get a little pinch on the disc it just throws my entire like lower back glutes and and my thoracic this time round into a spasm into spasm so I just I, I can't like my muscles just um, lock up it's it's terrible and and the, I, I talked today about getting a, a more imaging done and and the osteo, uh, who's a, good, a good, really good osteo, she, she said, oh, look, if it said degeneration mm-hmm. last time, chances are that's exactly what I'll say again because the, the actual symptoms are very similar. And I, I know, like you guys have heard me talk about this yeah. 15 times, I reckon, over the last four years or so. Mm. It just comes and it, I have to get through it and then I'm normally Okay. <laughs>
2: what do you tell us about your week then like if you weren't running like was it that bad that you couldn't go to work or what did you do i know you were really into that royal stuff like the coronation over the weekends so that would have been a good weekend for you on the couch but what else have you been doing
0: yeah so monday we i did this monday morning and then we opened our store so it was quite it's a little bit like anticlimactic because i was there ready to serve customers and everything and then i was fucking just in pain like bent over the whole time i couldn't do anything and and it was like that all week. So I went to work every day. Uh, I wasn't very um, mobile, and a lot of the time it was just sort of sort of chiming in here and there. Uh, I I couldn't run on it. I couldn't walk on it. But I managed to get on the e-bike a couple of times just to take the dog for a run. And and I just I I, I got into a. Uh, Every morning and every night, I'd go out for like 15 minutes on the e-bike just with the dog, uh, just like running next to me. So that was nice to get out, but it's not the same. Went for a blue doctor a couple of times. That was nice. It was actually quite good weather earlier in the week. So yeah, got down to the beach in the mornings. Um, it's a nice way to start the day. But fuck, i miss missed running now. It's been enough enough days that I'm, I'm like <sighs> starting to get pissed off.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, you got anything else to add? Tell us something that's happened. You can't you can't weekly recap like that. Oh. Uh, Have you read a good book, watched a good movie? Tell me something. Just give me something oh, takeaway so, for the okay, week. Okay, okay,
0: okay. So last night, I don't... Our TV's been broken, so I can't even give you much. But the um, I put on Netflix and I watched the first maybe 45 minutes of a doco called The Alpinist. It's about a crazy mountain climber. Oh, so at the start they talk about how he like leaves school and he goes and hangs out as a bit of a, they call him like a, a climbing bum or a, a dirt bag, climbing dirt bag. And they, they all just do it for the love of it. They don't care about money. They don't care about like social media. Uh, They don't do it for competition. And it just sounds like, it sounds like runners who just want to go somewhere and don't want any distraction and just want to get up and go running and they don't care who sees them and, and they just want to do super high-volume sort of training. It sounds exactly like the culture of these rock climbers. And everyone looks at them and goes, oh, you're just super nerdy dudes. and And the ladies there are the same, super nerdy. So it just reminded me a lot of running until they started climbing the rocks without ropes on and they're like <laughs> absolute badasses. Because runners aren't don't take any risk whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But if good good doco, get onto it.
2: Good have you doco. watched Free Solo?
0: Yeah, I have. Is so similar to that. So Alex Honnold is actually in there a, a lot, um, but he talks about how crazy this guy is.
2: Because hasn't like, he got a new one coming out as well, Doco? Not sure. I think so, maybe.
0: But yeah, this guy is like does ice climbing, so not just um, up the the rock walls. He goes places where there's all ice over the rock, and he has to climb up on no. that. Yeah, you know, it's watching it makes me sweat. Yeah, watch, watching the footage of it.
2: And the thing is, you watch it and you know he's going to be okay because they've released a documentary and he's done all the promo stuff. But you still get like hairs raised on your arms and like a few a few sweats going on when you're watching well, it.
0: You kind of don't know if he's going to – I don't know Well, maybe that guy.
2: I, when I'm talking about free solo, I knew oh, he yeah, was yeah. the big – I'd heard him on yeah. podcasts promoting yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, okay, he's still alive at least.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this guy, because I know nothing about it, I don't know the story. I don't know what's going to happen. So there is some, like, anticipation. He's, such, he's so crazy that he doesn't – so he does this thing called free soloing. So soloing and um, solo without people around. And he, he's got this massive camera crew like, that are trying to make a movie about him or a film, but he doesn't count the, the climb as a true solo if they're there even filming him. So he goes off and does all these crazy first ascents of like, peaks in the middle of nowhere, and he doesn't invite the camera crew. He just goes full like uh, f- full ghost mode. And so they get in, the camera crew are there getting these updates that he's done all this crazy stuff and they're not even getting any footage of it because he won't let them come. Because he gives no fucks about anything. All he wants to do is climb. He's, he's got a, probably a little bit of like, you know, the autism about him. Um, but it, he's just a true, like, he's just a true climbing dirtbag, I guess they call him.
2: Okay, let's get on to some running croaks. Take us through Monday through to Sunday of race week.
1: Before we do that, Brady, I um I, I thought this was quite entertaining. Curtis Mack wrote into our Instagram page. So remember last week when Julian was giving a shout-out to the Norwegian who worked at the running shop and the, looked a bit hipster in his overalls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, I think we shared uh, the walking by the running company Geelong photo of you and Brie in yeah. your, like, denim top. Double denim, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, well, it's <laughs> not, I've got it in front of me. It's not double denim, but we'll call it, we'll just, you know, better if it's double denim. So then this guy writes in, Curtis Mack, wasn't Moose giving it to that Scandinavian Patreon supporter for looking too much of a hipster?
2: <laughs> Mate, I had bloody shorts and a denim shirt on. Uh, you know, Brie had a matching one too, didn't she?
1: She had oh, a matching beautiful. top. Yeah, Fuck I thought
2: yeah. you were going to a dress up party or something looking you like you
0: that. Go to, you go to Bunnings and you don't laugh at them for wearing the same uniform?
1: <laughs> I just thought, no, I thought you'd be a bit more like active wear. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a, it's a walking store. Uh, they're trying
2: well, to separate a... themselves from that running culture, I reckon, Croaks. Yeah, okay. the market. I
0: thought it was quite entertaining. Yeah, no, I like the denim. You don't like the denim?
2: That Swiss mm. guy is like a legit runner, too. Like. He's 214, not, man? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Nah, he's
0: not a 214, man.
2: Come I think on. he is. He's like, oh, I did just try typing to type into Google Swiss Jesus runner, but nothing came up, just pictures of Jesus Christ. But I'll find his PBs by the end of the show. He's legit. And
0: I think he's 214,
2: 215, 2830. Well,
0: it's one or the other, mate.
2: True. He's
1: legit if he's 214.
2: True. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's give give Croaks the mic like now, Moose. Let's hear about race week.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. So I had an interesting week i did some uh really smart things and did some really dumb things and then had a race at the end of it uh so monday morning i ran before work so i did an hour uh, it was pretty wet here um and, and drizzly and i don't i haven't done many morning runs from home and uh felt like just garbage for the first like four or five k of this and it, like it was predominantly running downhill from home and um you know i normally get rolling on my, my uh runs and like i was 4.30s 4.20s like running down a hill but just obviously not sort of loose enough like I hadn't been out of bed for long enough and it wasn't until maybe 5k or 6k that I actually started to feel better and probably felt better coming home back up the hill so I did an hour at 4.16s but the last couple of k of it I was just starting to feel my tib ant tendon just starting to like become a little bit niggly and um I've got really at managing this over the years because back in like 2007, when I was training with Vic Telford's group, like I ran through this for maybe a week and then went to Sydney and, and raced the cross country relays up there. popped some and flams before the race because I was meant to run first leg and I warmed up and I could hardly run and I said to the guys, "Look, I'll just go last leg and if we don't have to run hard or we're out of a medal, then I basically just won't run. But if we're a medal chance, then I'll run hard and." We ended up, I ended up running hard, but I was like, I could hardly drive the car home, like on the accelerator, put, lifting my foot up and down. So I had like a month off after that. And from that time on, I've always like managed it. So as soon as I get it, I generally, if I could take one day off, I ice, and inflam, massage and stretch. I only have to miss one day and I'm good to go. Um, but it wasn't ideal going into race week. So that was Monday went to work that day and the school cross country is coming up. So they made me like walk the school cross country course. And I'm sort of like trying to get around it without sort of flaring up my tendon too much. Um, so then Tuesday, I didn't actually go to work on Tuesday uh, largely because I just didn't want to of walking around the cross country course. Uh, and I went out to training that night um, to my group uh, and I didn't do the session. I, I just took the day off, but we just went out and, and watched them train and, I said to them, uh, you know, because most of them were racing in Sydney, said, you know, you've trained really hard sort of week in, week out, so these race weeks are an opportunity to sort of enjoy not having to to train hard in a way, like, you know, get through the session feeling like it's almost not a session, um, and they were all really sensible with that. So then Wednesday, uh, I went out to Mulligan's. It, it started to feel pretty good by this stage, but you're just never sure whether it's going to sort of flare up uh, once you start running, but... This went really well. I did 45 minutes at 4.11s. Early on, like, there was a little bit of awareness. Um, but when I finished the run and sort of touched the tendon, like, it wasn't tender at all. So I'm like, then that's generally a pretty good sign for me. So I thought, all right, dodged a bullet here. So then, because I didn't do the tape session on the Wednesday, on the Tuesday, I thought, right, I'll go and do this on the Thursday. And so the session was, like, five two-minute reps and five forty-five-second 45-second reps, uh, a minute between – uh the reps and I took sort of two and a half minutes between the sets I went out to the like the horse track um which is like this yeah it's like a gravel access road I suppose for ambulances and stuff and like it's it's good place for sessions but in hindsight I probably should have just done this on a flat bike path somewhere it's just probably easier to replicate sort of the race a little bit um and yeah like i I fucked this up. Like I just got way too carried away, more so in the 45 second reps. So for the 2 minute reps, uh I went 3 minutes 258, 257, 256, 257, um which like they felt okay, like they certain I'm like I definitely couldn't hold it for th- like 10k. I'm like yeah, that's definitely not 10k pace. Um and then I almost didn't do the 45-second reps because I'm like, ah, oh, that's probably enough. It's Thursday, race is Sunday morning. But I did do them and, um, yeah, like, you know how there's like a lag in the GPS? Like you start off and you look down even after like 20 seconds and it's like three minutes or, you know, 255. And I'm like, oh, shit, am I going that slow? So you probably like – so I probably put in a little bit more effort. And then as it turns out, I end up sort of running 245K pace for these 45-second reps, which – yeah, like there's no need to do that and then um, my calf like it didn't twinge but I just had this like calf tightness at the end of the session um, and I'm like what a fucking idiot like <laughs> like the last thing you should be doing is pulling up saw from a taper session so I was really pissed off at myself um, and then Friday ran 50 minutes 405 k pace like I had no no calf pain whatsoever it was just one of those ones where if you haven't you know if you're sitting on the couch or whatever and you sort of lift your foot up and down like you can feel some tightness in the calf and if you if you touch it it's quite tender so when was it Friday night I didn't sleep very well at all because I'm thinking to myself it's like is this race going to push like am I going to like tear my calf doing this race because that's how calf tears happen I guess you know your calf's tight And you can get away with maybe jogging on it, but then you go into a race effort and it just, it tears. So I didn't sleep very well on the Friday night and I was just really pissed off at myself. Um, Went out Saturday morning, just one lap of Mulligans, eight and a half K at four sixteens. Once again, like no calf pain um, while I was running. It's just, yeah, just tight um, and sort of awareness when I wasn't running. I didn't bother doing, I would normally do some strides the day before a race, but I just didn't bother because I'm like, no, it's not worth it. Then drove up to Sydney. So we had a, we had a good little group. Um, so I think I had oh, – I reckon I had over 10 athletes in total running and there was six of us from Canberra that went up in, in two cars and we booked a couple of rooms at a at a motel in Bankstown. So left here about lunchtime, got up there late Arvo, went out for dinner. Um, yeah, and then that brought us to race day. So like even even – like I slept well that night, but even then I'm thinking like if I – do strides and i feel my calf like i'm not going to do the race because like i want to get to gold coast i want to do that pacing and i've just been enjoying running so much the first part of the year like feeling good and i'm like the last thing i want to do is is risk like hurting myself so warmed up um did my strides like i didn't feel any any calf pain or awareness whatsoever and I, i figured like racing in something like the alpha flies you know probably doesn't load up the calves as much as like traditional racing flats so that was a positive um yeah and the race itself like it wasn't i didn't have a great day um i so gum went and i looked down after about a kilometer and i was like 305 306 i'm like yep well that's probably like around the pace that you know i should go out at um it doesn't feel easy but maybe like I'll feel better the longer the race goes. And then we turn the corner f- for the long sort of straight section and I look ahead and there's this massive pack of like 20 guys like Ed Goddard and Josh Johnson were off the front and then this massive pack. And I was just like, <laughs> I sort of started to get a bit negative. I'm just like, fuck, I'm so old now. Like, you know, a few years ago, like I was in that pack and here I am now, just so far off the back. We um, made it to the turnaround point, which is probably like two and a half K. And I sort of wasn't paying attention. And I was in the Alpha Flies and we went around the the, the U-turn and I was in front. I was at the front of this little pack. And I was, <laughs> by the time we'd gone around the turn, I was at the back of the pack. It was just like the slowest turn ever. We then got through 3K and I looked at my clock on my watch and I was like eight, oh, sorry, nine I don't know like 918 and I'm like I just went I'm it, like I'm not kicking down off this today um which like best case scenario is like I'm not basically I'm not going to break 31 today and I was at the front of the pack and if you have a look at, I don't know if you got my splits open Brady but yeah, like the, yeah so then the fourth K, I pretty much just like threw the anchors out because I just got so negative um Three and man. I'm like yeah I'm like you know what I like I grind training on my own all the time like I'm at a race now. I'm not fucking doing this for another 7K. So I basically just slowed down, sat in the pack. Um, and then there was some bloke at, at about that point, just before we went through 3K, he's like, come on, guys, help me get under 31 minutes. And oh, I thought that was a bit, bit random. Anyway, we go around the stadium at about 5K, and the, that bloke had sort of gone off the front a little bit. But he was cutting – like he was just like missing all the witches hats, like cutting the corners. So like, I yelled out at him. He was about like 40 meters in front, basically telling him to go around it. And it sort of, if anything, it probably just gave me a bit of adrenaline, which I just hadn't had at that point. Just, And I sort of left the little group that we were in um, and I picked it up again a little bit. And then uh, after about a kilometer, I'm like, well, no, nah, I should have just stayed in that pack. I'm not feeling that good. Um, and then, yeah, I pretty much just didn't look at the clock after that point. I I thought I was going to like just slow down massively. Um but I just sort of, you know, grinded it out, uh, ran 31.20, um, only really like I sprinted right at the end. But I just didn't care like if, if somebody went past me. Um, but the positive was that uh, I think based on the splits, like a pretty much even split at the whole race, which I just felt like I had one gear, but I could just keep going, even though, you know, it wasn't it wasn't comfortable, um, but I certainly just, I didn't slow down. Like I think my last three or well, Three or four K, were all pretty much identical K splits um, in a way. So, yeah, around like thirty-one twenty-four, I think it was for twentieth place. Um, yeah, and it's probably the first race I've done in a long time where I'll sort of walk away from it, just going, "Ah, uh, that was a bit sort of below below path for me." Like, I just yeah, like uh, yeah, it was it was it was ordinary. It was just one of those days. So, I don't yeah. think so. I
0: like I look at the way you've run that. And that is the—you couldn't have run faster on this day. Like this, this shows that you couldn't have run faster. You you went out at a pace that you thought you could probably sustain, and you sustained mm. it. Yeah. I actually, I actually think it's a pretty good run. Like, I didn't—I knew you weren't going to run twenty-nine fifteen. No, I knew it wasn't either. <laughs> I, like,
1: yeah, like I look at it, and yeah, you know, obviously this is the first year. Well, actually, just back to the point about like the relatively even split. I, I think that just goes to show that like there is this old man strength where it's like I have this one gear now but I can sort of keep doing it a lot longer than some of the guys that I'm running with at 5k like they sort of drop off where like I'm not feeling comfortable at 5k but I don't really slow down um and if I had to like I probably could have gone a couple more kilometers like at this pace it's just like that's that's the pace that I have now and like th- like, three-minute Ks for me is, and we spoke about it the other week, is, like, feels really fast. But and – and it just goes to show that, like, my age and the type of training I do now, I'm just way more suited to the longer stuff where all the guys that were in that sort of top 20, like, other than Benny Saint, are these, like, you know, early to mid-20s, low 14-minute guys. So three-minute Ks is, is pretty, pretty comfortable for them. So – um with um with a k to go yeah
0: did you did you pass anyone or were you passed
1: no so i wasn't passed it was and that was the thing that sort of maybe spurred me on a little bit was that massive pack that was on the first lap when i turned the corner to run the long long out and back section you could see it was a bit of carnage up front like people were just sort of really dropping off and um everyone sort of in that second lap seemed to be just running on their own so I didn't really – I didn't pass anybody in the second lap, and there was only one person that went past me, and that was Drew Fryer, who I think he went out pretty conservative to pace a guy for around 31 minutes, but that guy dropped off. So Drew then just picked up the last, like, 2K. So he went past me with 2K to go. And so, yeah, like there was nobody in front of me really to catch. Um, And then when we got onto the track, I could feel a guy – from behind was like, you know, trying to out sprint me. So like, with 50 to go, I'm like, I'll oh, I'll like pick it up to make sure that he doesn't beat me. Yeah, yeah. All so right. So Don't try next, that.
0: What about the blow cut in the corners?
1: Did, <laughs> yeah. Who you was Name Naming
0: course. Did you beat him?
1: Nah. So so he beat me. So he finished in front of me by like a second and a or two sec seconds. Uh, yeah, two seconds or something like that. And um, the guy who finished just behind me came up, tapped me me on the back and said, good work, mate. You would have got him if he didn't cut the corners.
0: (laughs) Ooh. I like Um, this. I like that you've called him out in the middle of the
1: race. Like, that's the thing. I would never – like, I would never do that normally. I think it was more – like, this is probably the first race where I've been on the start line, the gun's gone, and I just haven't had that, like, surge of adrenaline. And I think the reason why I generally – race at least to the standard that i'm training at or if not a little bit better is once you get that adrenaline pumping i reckon it's worth a few seconds a k. like just you know everything feels a little bit easier but i just didn't have any of that and then it wasn't until i yelled at this bloke that i then because i went from like i went 311 308 for the fifth k and then it was just after we went through 5k that i yelled at him and then i've run 303 which is slightly downhill but um yeah, it sort of got me just going again. I it felt like I just needed that. Does that concern
2: um, you, Croaks? That you didn't have that when the gun went off? Uh, like, because uh, you're a big uh, time performer. Like you don't lace up very often, and when you do come out, I feel like you come out and yeah. and perform perform to very high standards. I was a, a little, bit shocked when I saw this result, to be honest. Like people were yeah. talking about it, AV, and they're like thirty one twenty, and I'm like, you mean twenty nine twenty? And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, you're on thirty one twenty. Then people are leaping you off, and I'm like, do not leap off in my <laughs> company. I was nearly swinging at the start line of Albert Park 10K.
1: Yeah, like a little bit. Because you're, you're,
2: you're a proud man, that's what I mean. Like, you wouldn't front up for yeah. a
1: 31.25. But I didn't, like, that's the thing, I didn't, yeah. like... Then that's my question, does it worry through, you that you don't care? Uh, well, no, it just goes to show that I need, I need to be passionate about mm. the races that I'm doing for me to get, for... for me to get the best out of myself because when i went through 3k and i I threw in a 311 i'm like i don't really care like i like i'm not actually enjoying this like it's it's a grind it doesn't feel as easy as i feel like it should or used to feel at this pace um and 10k now is just not really a thing for me like whereas you know i go to gold coast and i pace the lead women there yes it's not really a race, but I'm definitely more up and about because I feel like I've got a job and like there's some adrenaline pumping to make sure that I do that job. Um, paid moves. Like, that's where, like that's what gets the adrenaline if, going. Money. Likewise if I was down if I was down racing A V or like the time that I did it for the bats, because <laughs> it was a team competition cool as job. well, I know that every every position that I beat somebody is important. Whereas on this race, I'm not registered with a club, I'm running in a mulligan's, you know, track Mulligan's flat track club singlet it doesn't matter like i didn't I didn't care if people went past me it didn't bother me um so but like the hard effort will definitely bring like you know I ran harder than I would have been training i was I was cooked at the end like i was I was stuffed i just couldn't go- i just couldn't go any faster, so I'm sure that that effort will bring me up a fair bit um yeah, so like certainly no excuses I just and like yeah, I just wasn't good on the day and um you know I, I can't expect to like if i don't race like you haven't i haven't run a hard 10k for a year like you can't expect to not race for a year and go out and you know have blinders like you do need you do, you do need some sort of race practice i think
2: yeah it's more so much the routines of race morning and that like you know the stress of like you're on a time schedule and things like that like it's just mm. different than training um what about people, like, I know you went through individually every single guess in the guessing competition, 995 people or something. Like, was that getting in your head? Like, were you, nah. were you concerned you had pressure on or anything like that?
1: Nah, not really. No. Nah. Like, there was none of that. You were like, calling out
2: people who had, were having guesses.
1: Oh, well, only because I know that, like, this stuff, if if you're, because uh, there's no rules about how many entries you could have. So one bloke's put in, like, 60 entries. What about people with, like, guessing
2: after the race, submitting the time you ran?
1: Just Well, dogs. I know that. Yeah, but but that's, I don't have an issue with that one because the rules state that when you, you know, when I guess that could put the thing up, the the entry's closed, uh, the competition's closed. Like any entry after that, we know that's not not valid. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway. um, That's a hard,
2: that will bring you up though, as you said. You'll turn a page from that. You can't can't stimulate that in training.
1: Yeah, like the positive was that I didn't – like if you told me at 3K that I was going to maintain pace for the next seven, I wouldn't have believed you. So I feel like that was a positive that there's definitely some level of strength there. Um, also, I didn't – like I didn't give up. Like I kept running, whereas like I've spoken to some other people that, you know, they're like, oh, after 7K I just like jogged it in. So I certainly didn't jog it in. Um yeah so but it was nice like the positive of the morning was also just catching up with a lot of people that i don't get to see that often so like people that i used to train with old coaches um yeah and and obviously having a lot of my own athletes up there that that did run pbs on a on a certified course so that was that was nice Uh, and nice just to go away to a race with with people as opposed to just doing it on your own yeah, no. well,
2: do you want to go to the results, and then we can talk about the race a bit more? So, like, Ed Guy yeah. got the win in twenty nine twenty two. Kieran Perkins 2nd nine fifty one. Benny St. Lawrence just keeps mm. laying on the podium, doesn't he? Not going away. I guess a guy of that class isn't going to just disappear from the sport, Twenty nine fifty six. Um, Do you know how the men's race unfolded? Ed, pretty significant win there, 30 seconds up.
1: Yeah, so he cleared out pretty early, and the only person that was with him that I saw was Josh Johnson. Um, and I thought to myself, uh, Josh is either going to have a good run here or I'll pass him at 7K. Um, but to his credit, like, Josh actually, ha- like, for how fast he went out, like, held on pretty well. He he was, like, low low 30 minutes. Uh, and then, as I said, there was this massive pack, which included, yeah, Kieran, Benny Saint, uh, Connor, Connor Whiteley, um, a couple of other sort of Sydney Uni boys, um, Luke Hintz. And then I'm not really sure how it played out uh, towards the end. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, it was like pretty dominant.
2: And the ladies, I think I've got the results just here. Aloise welling has got the win in thirty-three fifteen. 15 Van Groen, South um, African athlete, isn't she, but lives here. Yep. She'll yep. South Africa at the uh, World Cross Country Champs. Thirty-three twenty-one, and third
1: place croaks uh neve allen, Is that 30, allen? Yep. yeah 33, 33 34. 34. yeah so i think oh. eloise was expecting was like i spoke to her afterwards and like she asked me what i ran and um and i asked her and like i think yeah she was hoping to go a bit faster than that so um was yeah. the course so I think, I significantly
2: guess... different different from last year, now it's certified? Like, did you run and go, oh, we've turned around a lot further down the road or was there an extra loop or anything like that?
1: No, the turnaround point on the long out and back section was the same. I think, so you, you start, you go around the stadium and then you do a little bit of a U-turn to then head down onto the road. And I think maybe that U-turn was a little bit further. You had to run before you turned. Um, And then the finish was completely different. So um, you used to run in through sort of the gates and then you'd run around and you'd come down onto the track at about the uh, like 50-metre mark. And so you'd have like 350 metres or so to run on the track, whereas this time you came through the gates but then you ended up sort of winding around and coming through the tunnel with about like 150 to go so the 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 end was definitely different um and it's the first time that they've uh yeah that that finish has been like that um it was definitely it was a tough little finish because it was uphill from the bottom of the course and uh, a little bit twisty through there um but there's no doubt that it was like yeah the other years just just having a look at what you know people's like watches measure um it's yeah like other years, it's been shorter than what it was this year. Yeah.
0: The, uh, the the winner of the race, Ed Goddard, ran with his mobile phone in his hand <laughs> cranks. So just talk me through this. On the start line, is he playing music while you're on the start line and then does he go off and change songs as he's running?
1: Well, i got no idea. I didn't even know he was running with his phone until I saw a photo. Yeah, right. So I couldn't hear anything, but then I – And so he must have been on the other side of, because I was right on one edge of the starting shoot. He must have been on the other side. But then I, I think I heard some people saying about, oh, how about like Ed just playing music on the start on the start line?
0: Maybe his girlfriend just makes him carry his phone at all times, (laughs) just so she She worries about
2: him.
1: (laughs) Just,
0: just part of the um, part of the
1: arrangement they got. Yeah, maybe. Um, Boys, thoughts on Flies for ten k?
2: Ah, no good for ten k. Yeah, I
1: um, Paperfly I wore every day. Yeah, I wore them last year, and I just this year I was just like, I just feel really, really clunky. I, I I felt like I just wanted a shoe that was just that little bit more low profile. So I think moving forward, I'm going to um, uh, yeah, save save the Alpha Flies for half marathon and marathon, and then maybe go to the. Yeah, like next percent or whatever, or um, for the 5, 10K, that sort of stuff. Especially about, for U-turns. Why don't yeah. you wear the Mizuno's? Yeah, I should. Well, I've got to train in them more. Yeah, yeah that, I like them. That I higher
2: stack though around U-turns would also cause an issue. Yeah, yeah. But I Look, like but the in, aggression of them. I agree yeah. with you, Moose.
1: Um, but in hindsight, so if we're looking at last year, so around like 3026, but let's say the course this year which is now legit was probably like i probably ran 80 meters like 90 like yeah probably 80 90 meters further this year than last year so you add that on to last year's time and it's you know closer to that 30 40 30 yeah 30 40 to 30 50 which like i reckon i'm in similar shape to last year so it means that i've basically just had a sh- like you know t- 20 30 seconds off probably where I would, have been, I would have been happy with 20 to 30 seconds faster, I reckon, which, um, yeah, like if I just was on, if I, had, if I had a good day, then that's probably, you know, where I could have been.
2: You picked out something else for a bit of redemption?
1: Uh, so well, I'm going to do Gold Coast. I'm not sure whether I'll finish it, but I'm going to do a bit of a, a mini sort of marathon block between now and then. Um, but I'm also going to go to Wollongong for a weekend. Uh, when is it? Fourth of June. I'm going to do the half. A half marathon in Wollongong. Oh yeah, good. Mm,
2: Yeah, I like that. And how's your um? How's Viv been the last couple of days? Like you've been moping around the house and stuff, or you've been up and about? No, not letting it
1: impact your home life. No, no. Like I was, I was like pretty fine about it to be honest. Yeah. It's uh, I
2: was was worried you were going to be real pissed off. I'm like, oh, he's fuming, not writing back to messages, stuff like that.
1: It's just made me realise where my strengths are now, and like, yeah, I just focus on that that longer stuff, I think.
2: Uh, Good. Plenty of people there too, Croaks The last bit on Sydney 10. Well attended.
1: Yeah. Look, and that's one thing that, like, New South Wales Athletics um, have done really well over the last few years is is they've turned this event, it's not so much about just a club competition and, like, Athletics New South Wales event. It's brought in, like, recreational runners and it's turned it into more of a fun run vibe. Because back in the day, like, early... Early two thousands, like the New South Wales Road champs used to be held out at the Holesworthy Army Barracks. And the only people that were out there racing were those diehard people that were part of a, a like legitimate athletics club. Whereas now, you know, they had like what, I think like two and a half thousand people or something across all events, and a big chunk of them Aren't registered with an athletics club. They just turn up because it's a, a well-run event on a you know a pretty fast course. Um, like you know, most of my athletes aren't registered with a club, but they're able to run this. Whereas, you know, uh, twenty years ago, they would have never been part of the New South Wales uh, Road Running Championships. Mm-hmm. So, and that's it existed. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's good. I'll weep through this week, fellas. Uh, Monday, ten k easy in the morning, four thirty threes. Nine k in the afternoon, four twenty sevens. Tuesday, woke up, Hudson, vomiting, real sick, Um, so that wasn't great, and like Hudson's got a bit of energy, so we actually know when he's sick, he's actually sick, so kept him home from daycare, and then um, took Olivia to daycare, and then I quickly dropped Hudson off at Carly's mum's, so I could just do a quick workout, I did 4x4k, and then 1x2k at the end of it, all with 500 jog in between. I was just scattered doing the workout. You know when you think your day is going to go a certain way and then it doesn't and then I kind of did it in a location I wouldn't usually do workouts which is probably good for me because I went over the uh, the bridge, got some elevation in the middle of my session which was good. Usually I kind of go to the flattest and fastest roads I can possibly find but this was good to go somewhere different and then about halfway through the workout I remembered I forgot to give Carly's mum Hudson's EpiPen. And I was just panicking the whole time that he was, uh, she'd given him something that he was allergic to. And then I'm going to get back to my car and see that he's uh, in hospital or something like that. So I was just, my head was all over the place with this workout. I still hit it where I wanted to hit it. But one of those ones where you're doing the workout and you don't feel like you actually should be doing a workout. You should be at home looking after your kid kind of thing. So got it done, kind of hovered around 318, 321, 322 kind of pace for the 4Kers um all up it was like 20k at 326 pace and then yeah picked him up and then spent the day with him on the couch actually then olivia got sent home from daycare had a message when i got back to my um car that she needed to get picked up so i had both the kids at home on tuesday which was a bit of fun got out for 7k in the afternoon at four thirty fives. wednesday 30 minutes in the morning at 4 just hammered rain the whole time it was just drenched cold rain um was not enjoyable at all. Got out for 10k after work at 4.26s. Thursday, 20k, put a bit of intent into this one. Average 3.53 pace, just around this like 2k loop that's kind of pretty well lit up. Um, started at 6am so needed to kind of be able to see the road and yeah, kind of took the first couple of k's to warm up and then kind of just locked into that low 3.50 pace just to, just to tick along. Felt actually a bit smoother than this pace has felt in the past kind of always felt that this pace was a bit like awkward it's like you're not jogging but you're not doing a workout whereas this one i felt like i locked in pretty well friday i did 10k at 432s and then 10k at stride and strides after work at 423s um at this stage the whole family was sick carly had covid hudson had covid i i was okay like i was still running and i'm like i feel fine but i was totally aware that I'm like yeah everyone in my house was sick and I'm gonna most likely be sick um any day now so Saturday morning I did a COVID test and it came back negative so I thought okay I'm fine and I ran 11k at 416s and felt perfectly fine um I had a bit of a like snuffle and then like a bit of a sore throat but I think that's probably just a, a cold or something I caught off some kids at school so I went down to Melbourne a Saturday afternoon Stayed with uh Crammer's Moose. You'd know Luke Cramry and your new recruit at Geelong, Ryan Cramry, who had a bit of a blinder. Stayed with those two boys Did run well. Night. Ran thirty one thirty. He only does about seventy K yeah. a week. Coach by like Josh Harris is absolutely flying. You
0: actually wouldn't believe what a good group can do for you. Yeah. So get the coaching. He's come down and runs with our group on Sundays, mate. It's got nothing to do with fucking Josh Harris. Typing away in his
2: little basement. Josh Harris That's, has been writing his program for six mate. months and turned him in from a thirty-five guy to a thirty-one guy, off seventy k a week. Anyway, it's so.
0: goes track club doing that.
2: He said he's never goes because he's hungover most Sundays too. But um, stayed with those two boys in Melbourne. Had dinner with Zaka, which was nice to see him. Got some pizza. Then um, Is he on his
0: phone a lot, Zaka?
2: No, nah, not at all. I heard no. he's
0: just a madman on the dating apps.
2: No, he like must have had on airplane mode because it was pretty quiet or just sitting yeah. there having some pizza. Took forever to arrive, the pizza too. Everything in Melbourne's just slow, isn't it? I don't know how people live there. Traffic slow, Pizza slow, just getting places slow. Just mm. like, why would you want to live in a big city like that? My mate, Krammer's forgot all his running gear so we had to go to Chadston and buy some. A billion people walking around that shopping centre. I just don't like seeing that many people in one spot. just freaks me out a bit, the little boy from the country. But, um... Yeah, we rocked up to the race on Sunday morning. Hammer and rain, windy, like just just what you're talking about for, Croaks. You're just not excited at all. This is like very much go through the motions, try to score as many or as little points as possible, I suppose, for the Bendigo Bats team. Um, and one of those ones you warm up and you just get wet and you're just jumping in puddles. And um, I saw Bree and Ally actually moose. So they were doing some strides on the home straight just as I was. Uh, just lacing up my, my vapour flies to get ready to go to the start line. So it was good to see some familiar faces.
0: Bree, you would have looked like the Olympian out of those two. But she looked like when Jessica
2: you, Hull going down the home straight. And she street. does
0: the strides, yeah. She can stride that girl. Yeah,
2: she looked very smooth. What's your thoughts on this, though, boys? Pre-race, you've got an athletics track to warm up on because we, we start or we finish on the athletics track. Pretty big wind. Do you do the strides with the tailwind or the headwind behind you? To like pre-race like do you want to be feeling amazing with a massive tailwind or you want to run into the headwind and just be like you know what i just want to open up but i don't want a bit of a false um you know expectations about how i'm actually feeling pre-race what would you do in that situation both both you go yeah. both ways would you
0: yeah well hmm. you you walk back from a stride jog back really yeah always nah. jog back Yeah. i don't have time for that shit mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just wait there stride. for five
2: seconds I- and then hammer back
0: Exactly, that's what I do. Yeah, I don't have time to jog back. It'll take you 20 minutes.
2: It, no, just jog back. It takes like you'd stride for 20 seconds, jog back in a minute, and stride again. What's the point of doing all that jogging? Your point is to do the strides. Really? Okay. Craig, up and so, back. What would you do, tail or headwind?
1: Well, I would go up and back. You so would as that's well. What, that's what I did on the weekend because we finished on the track as well. So I was doing up and back, but I'd probably go a little bit longer with the tail and a bit shorter into the headwind. <laughs> Sometimes I do, like,
2: the activation drills on the way back as well. Anyway, I went to into the headwind. I was the only guy going in that direction. Everyone else was uh, going in the other direction. Bit of bit chaotic, but that's all right.
0: What, no one was doing them up and back?
2: Nah, everyone. So I'd be going into the headwind and everyone would be walking towards me to go do tail tailwind once again. I only did two, actually. This is not a great amount of, like, anecdotal evidence. But, yeah, there weren't many people going into the headwind.
0: What about the girls? What were they doing? They were
2: going tailwind. That's why they were moving oh. so smoothly, moose, Fine. I only actually saw them do one. They could have done a stack of them, but um, I'm just not sure.
0: I don't think they did more than one lap warming up. Oh, of
2: pretty rushed for time. Yeah. No,
0: just no mileage allowed.
2: Good to see Pashley at an AV race, though. It's been a while. She comes 62nd or something, didn't she? Just jogging along. Oh.
0: She would have been fucking strutting around, would she? In the go sign oh, a few I did, actually, like
2: I did actually. I did actually hear a story. Ropes. Walking to the start line, there's plenty of like stuff getting spoken about on the way to the start line. But someone said that. Um, she went to pick up her bib and they said, um, well, what's your name? And she said, Allie. And then the official asked, and last name. And there might have been some comments about like, yeah. hang on, you don't ask for my last name at these kind of events. You should know me as Allie.
0: Take another so, look. Yeah. Take another look, peasant.
2: <laughs> Grant Simpson passed on that story, which I liked. Um, gun goes, like I was on the front line, dangerous spot to be in an AV race when you haven't done done much fast stuff. I just uh, pulled up next to Roman Nath, and he said, what are you running? I said, I'm going to try break 31 minutes. That'd be a good day for me. Went through the first K in 258. Knew that was way, sure. too, way too quick. I said, see you, Nathan And he goes, okay, you should not be here if you're trying to break 31. So I pulled off, um, pulled back a bit, and then just settled in no man's land. I was kind of off the back of the 30-minute group. And then oh, a few guys went past me, who probably got a bit caught up at the start to get onto that 30-minute group. And then got to the turnaround about oh, 2.5, 3K in, and then we turned into a pretty stiff, stiff stiff, headwind, and I thought, oh, I might just try and close this gap to get a bit of cover. And I noticed the group kind of slowed down a bit because they went way too fast the first two and a half, three 3K. So I kind of got back on the group and stayed with them to about 4K, and then I think they figured out they'd slowed way too much if they were going to be breaking 30 and they picked it up again, and that time I let them go, went through 5K in about, well, I'm going to say 15.14, 15.12 I think it was. Looked at my watch and thought, that's a bit too hot for me, let's um, just back off a bit here and kind of almost floated it down to the turnaround at 7K, the last U-turn. Um, I kind of thought, I'll float down here, just take the take the foot off the pedal a bit, but if anyone goes past me, I'll like protect the position. And everyone was just kind of dying the same death. Um, everyone was popping a bit, but kind of staying in the same position. So I didn't pass anyone, and no one passed me from 5K in. And we just had little gaps, like Nate Pierce was probably 20 seconds ahead of me at 7K and finished 20 seconds ahead of me, and then Max was 10 seconds ahead of me and probably finished 10 seconds ahead of me. And then, yeah, I don't, Gunther was behind me probably 15 seconds and probably stayed 15 seconds, so... Yeah, I finished 25th in, or 26 actually. I scored 25 points because there was an invitation runner in front of me. 30 49. Probably a great indication of where I'm at actually. I haven't just done that top end stuff. And as you were saying, Croaks, like low three minute pace just felt like it was sprinting. Didn't get that hard, but um, I just felt flat out. So. Um, yeah, that was good. Bats ran fourth. We're struggling a bit this season. Hopefully we can start to turn the season around. Um, good work to anyone who was out there running because those weather conditions were very... You know what they were like, Moose? Lake Beewa, when you and Nick Earl ran well. Cold, wet, mm. miserable. Someone said to me when we we're getting changed, I said, imagine running a marathon in that. And I said, that is exactly like Lake Beewa was like. Like five degrees cold. You feel like you're wet and you're just shaking and you, you kind of can't get going yeah but at it, it,
0: it a slower pace it's okay so it's it's obviously harder to run a really fast pace when it's so cold yeah and you hit
2: like, the puddles and your legs are wet and yeah
0: yeah slowing down's okay and and you warm up and you wear gear like arm armors gloves beanies all that shit
2: yeah what do you think about people who wear the t-shirts under the singlets Is it's a real like,
0: money it's a real mono thing to do did he used
2: to do that yeah cody shanahan yeah. pulled it off And the hat on to kind of keep the rain off the... And he came, like, second or third. It's pretty good swagger, I reckon.
0: I I don't think you need it when it's that... It wasn't that cold.
2: Oh, no. He's just doing it to look good.
0: You think he was?
2: And I think he looks good, too. And he runs 29.12 and comes third.
0: Like... um, Pulls it off. Anthony Davis playing in a T-shirt under his singlet.
2: Yeah. Who's the bloke that wears the tights under his shorts? Tatum?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, like, full length is...
2: Yeah, there's some guys in the NBA do that. Full length tights, shorts over the top. It's not that cold, is
0: it, really? It's like fucking 10 degrees or something, wasn't it?
2: At the race, yeah, Yeah. I'm not. oh, I'm not sure.
0: It wouldn't be much much less than 10. I'm sure there's no Strava here.
2: But I reckon the feels like would have been cold once you were wet. It was still a beautiful morning for fast times. Like, people ran, yeah, temperature was 8 degrees, feels like 6, and we were all wet yeah and so it was, you put yeah fifteen or fourteen point four k winds it says here which they come off that it was a real weird wind. I'm not sure if you've spoken to any of the Geelong people, but like it was coming in sideways and there'd be sections where on the way out you'd have a headwind and then it would turn into a tailwind, even though you're pretty much heading in the mm-hmm. same direction. Mm-hmm.
0: well there's then, a bit of an air out there. it's a bit of an air, yeah.
2: but it was yeah amazing. you'd think so I've ran that in years where it's just come like tail head tail head
0: it always is that that's what I was telling Toby.
2: I yeah, was whereas saying, this year like, it wasn't.
0: Yeah. Pretty much you, there's never ever been a wind where you've had a tailwind on the way out. Yeah. It just doesn't ha- doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean on the on the way back, sorry. Yeah. Like no one's ever been blown back to the finish. You're always working yeah. into a headwind. But this, 2019, Brady, that yeah, was
2: a
1: that was a grind coming back into yeah. the wind.
2: Whereas this year I reckon it was tail until you hit the S and then it turned into a head. Like so oh, you'd yeah. get it you'd get a head and a tail in one direction.
0: It's just always windy though.
2: Yeah um, so, th- um
0: croaks time counts yours doesn't brady
2: mm-hmm. yeah which is i'll go through the results now and i want to talk about that so archie noakes won the race the youngster from um athletics Essendon is, i picked that did you Good you remember pitch.
0: last week who's going to win? And I said, Archie Noakes will win.
2: No, you had said Ed Marks was win. No, no, no,
0: no, no. The
2: conversation okay, was Ed Marks Noakes. or Cody Shanahan. No one mentioned Archie Noakes, I swear. You go yeah, back and have
1: another I'm, listen. No, I'm pretty sure Moose, you went, who, who ran? No, no. Moose yeah, he went, did. Who, who ran the fastest times at Jill's Park? And it was like Marks and Shanahan. And I think Moose, that's why well, you said, yeah, Ed Marks. Go back and have another no, listen.
2: No, because I I said Shanahan would beat Ed Marks because of experience, and you said, no, nah, Ed Marks will win because he ran faster at Gales Park. All
0: right. You go back, have another listen, fellas. Anyway, no, I will listen. be the
2: first thing I do after this show's finish. Archie Noakes, he's off to college next year. Um, He's going to Oregon, which is a big college, big running culture to go there. He ran 29.06. Ed Marks was second, 29.08. Cody Shanahan third, 29.12. Glenn Huntley got the win. They had some ridiculously low score. Do you know what that is off the top of your head, Moose? Uh, no, It was like 100, if something like that. Like, they are so strong. 105 for six runners. Second, 11th, wow. 15th, 20th, 23rd, 34th. They're going to take some beating this year. Uh, Western A's second, Box Hill third. In the women. Sarah Klein got the win, 33-27. Stella Radford second, 33-44. Gemma Maney, 3rd three fifty one, 33-51. Glen Huntley got the win there. Box Hill and St. Stephen's. So they've done the double, Glen Huntley, men's and women's. I guess their women's team pretty much won everything last year. So that's mm. to be expected. Um, but, yeah. Just,
0: uh, you missed one result. Did Geelong. I? Geelong. Geelong Div 2 ladies. Oh, coming for it. It's
2: coming for promotion, are they?
0: Did I say at the end of last year, watch the Geelong ladies next year, we're going to get
2: going? You know what you have said on this show about Div 2 teams in the past? Well,
0: this is our, no, this no, is our main this team. No, one gives a shit about Div2, you You've been <laughs> telling me that for years. <laughs>
2: this is our
1: main team. You've been so telling me that for years, yeah. For it was promotion. the Bendigo Bats
2: main team back in the day yeah, too. But,
1: but, Brady, this is the guy that says one week says long runs need to be slow and then the next week it's like, oh, look at the the old boys. They used to get moving. Yeah. We, need, we don't train hard enough. Moose,
0: um, so, what were you
1: saying about the course?
0: Oh, the course. So I said croaks. Croaks can go on World Athletics and go, <laughs> hey, this bloke's, I'll run 10K here, whereas you can't, Brady.
2: I can't. And, and you know, there's, I'll pull up the results here. Low on women, 249 in the women's race, and men, uh, I think it was 605. Yeah, it was 605. Paying entries, paying regos, paying to get a 10K time. Doesn't matter if you're last spot running an hour and one minute or you're the first spot running Uh, which would have been an Australian under-2010k road record. Archie Noakes, 2906. Doesn't count, though, because the race does not pay their certification, which I think is ridiculous because the athletes are rocking up the – People are supporting these events, people paying regos, people paying entries, fork out the money to get it um, accredited so people can actually claim their PBs and have no doubt because I actually don't doubt this course. I think the issue with Sydney 10 last year is a whole lot of people's garments were showing 9.95 or 9.99 or 10.01. I think this course is legit. I just think it's um, like cost -cutting, uh, cutting, not getting it certified. And it's the athletes who suffer, no one else.
1: This stuff's one reason why...
2: And Archie Noakes. Archie Noakes did not become the Australian record holder because the event does not choose to be certified.
1: For so many years, I was focused on track, and it was largely because of this. It's like when I ran a certain time, I wanted to know that that was legit. And if you do track races, there's no arguments there. Like your time counts, whereas there's so many fun runs around the world how many of those fun runs are actually legit? It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be a high percentage.
2: But this one should be. This is a state body putting on a running event. If anything's got to be legit, it has to be a state championship 10K road race. Yeah, I agree. I get that Run Melbourne, hey, it's a charity thing, or Run for the Kids, or, you know, this one I put on in a Chuka, it's raising money for a charity, I'm measuring it on my watch, we're trying to raise money for... For people with a disability we're not going to spend the money to get a course certified and that's not what this is but this is the very top end um all those you know a lot of those people there are there to claim pbs um and i think they shouldn't have any doubt in in looking at their results afterwards and thinking oh was it 10k was it was it not 10k
0: so jimmy jimmy from new south wales he told us how much it cost didn't he, he said yeah. what yeah he two did grand? about yeah. two grand
1: yeah, I yeah, think was, yeah, like two, two or three thousand dollars or something, which in the scheme of things is not a lot of money,
2: and it lasts for four or five years, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, Like I've been running Albert yeah, Park ten
2: yep. k since two thousand and fourteen. I reckon two thousand and fifteen. Like it's been the same course for that's um, eight nine years.
0: And um, so, Brady, you happy to cop a bit of the uh, the extra cost of that in your in your membership in your AV package? Well, I
2: think I've I've paid. Oh, what was my AV package? Do you remember what we paid off the top of your head, Moose? I have to look
1: up my bank um, statement.
2: Was it 400 or 300? It was something remember. very close to... I'll look that up because I want to get it right. But th-
1: ex- you'd pay an extra dollar, wouldn't you? Because like, how many members AV got?
2: That's what I'm saying. There's, like, yeah. there's 900 people raced on the weekend. But I don't think it'd be at that. Look, I obviously run businesses and stuff and insurances. Like I'm not pretending to know what what these kind of things cost. But the product to do... And I love the product. spoken about it so many times. Like I think it's great. I love the point scoring. I think um, a lot of other states are, are jealous in what we um, what we do. Yeah, just over four hundred dollars it was. So that's for to enter every race for the season. But you got a, a tattoo with that. you?
0: Got a, you got a temporary tattoo with that, right?
2: And, and an athletics Victoria sticker. yeah. <laughs> so. No, but I just think I just yeah. I think we at times we. We eat ourselves from the inside as a sport. Like this stuff should be ticked off and dot the i's, cross the t's. This is a, a good swipe that we can do, and we saw athletes New South Wales do it.
0: Throwful on the loose. I like it. I like bringing you in a bit sometimes.
2: It's not even is on the loose. It's just of very a bit common of sense. We
0: see on the podcast.
2: I am like, not. I do I like like stuff go... out all the time?
0: No, nah, you go off in the message group, but then you get real quiet when we start recording. Mm. I want to. I want to start recording a bit of this stuff.
2: <laughs> I do not. I just a very simple thing to do, and I hope. Well, they don't write no. back to my messages, so they're never going to listen to me on a podcast.
1: So what we're saying is your 3049 is probably the equivalent of a 3126. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some Sydney can watch last
2: year about God, this. No <laughs> way. This one was, I measured it 80 metres long, didn't, didn't I, on my watch? 40. 40. 40. This is yeah. legit. Should have seen how windy it was, Croaks. U-turns. Yeah. I was only tempoing as well. 3050 yeah. tempoing.
0: You're like I, I, how I, I, I floated from 7 to 9K. Yeah, float, yeah, put yeah, right, the brakes yeah. on. I everyone did. Was floating, Ask Matty yeah. Gunther.
2: He was 15 seconds behind me. I was just keeping an eye on him so he wouldn't go past me. Just protect position 25, Bruce. He was
0: floating too. Okay.
2: Everyone, everyone tempos AV races. <laughs> Unless you have a good one. Um, that was that. We've kind of recapped two races of the running news, but let's go back to thanks and patrons. Oh, actually, no, when I got home, I ran again, boys. I ran 7K after I put Olivia oh, to bed. Oh, what did you I, do that for? Then I went to the gym. Cause I wanted no, that's to.
0: That's a bad call. It, it
2: was just a tempo in the morning, so I do a double usually on session days.
0: no, so, no, 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 that's a bad call. That. went to the gym, Folks, Back me up here. That's a bad call. A double yeah. on a session day. It's not a session. No, it was a I, session. That's
1: that's I, harder than a session, surely. Mm, no, nah, that's not a session. The session. Come on. You hey, sit in the no, car no, no, for three no, no. hours. Let's, let's, you want to move
2: the legs over after the let's workout? Let's
1: rewind. Let's rewind fifteen minutes when you were doing the recap of the race, and you're like, "Yeah, that's about the shape that I'm in." Which would indicate that you've actually raced it, not done it as a tempo. Couldn't nah. go any faster, basically. I could have went faster.
2: I could have went real. I gave. I put the brakes on at five k. I'm just like protect position twenty five. Get to the finish line. I could have ran. Been in insane that to
0: Melbourne. I don't you've think done I ten k race hard in the cold and shit. You've driven all the way back, and mm. you decided as a good idea to just go I, for a job.
2: Just I had to stretch my legs, Moose, to get the junk out of the legs after driving three hours.
0: Maybe you need uh, Josh Harris to coach you.
2: There's some credibility in that, moving your legs
1: around. And I How wanted to get in the gym though, I wasn't
2: in the gym. The whole... You feel much better.
1: Oh, well, like just racing in these shoes. Like I have, I have no soreness whatsoever. Like mm. it's crazy. No, whereas... I'm sore today. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh as, what, doing a tempo?
2: I'm always sore after workouts, mate. I always run 440s <laughs>
1: after a workout.
2: Anyway, let's go to our Patreon supporters. Kick us off, Bradley. Who
1: you got? Uh, I've got Ryan Carr. So Ryan is from Otago in New Zealand, and I got this from his Instagram bio. He's a Kiwi, he's a shepherd, he's a trail runner, a peak bagger, a uh, hunter, and all-round outdoors lover. He represented New Zealand at last year's World Mountain Running Champs, finishing 58th in the 40K race. He won and broke the course record at the 2018 Shotover Marathon. Um, which had over two and a half thousand meters of elevation. He competes in sky running events all over the world. He was second last year in the Bernina Ultra Ks Marathon in Switzerland, which had over two thousand six hundred meters of elevation and was run at an altitude that reached three thousand meters above sea level. So, um, thanks for your support, Ryan. I think the first shepherd we've ever had on the uh, on the Patreon it's a good shout out
2: bio, isn't it? Yeah. Shepherd just on that race in Switzerland like, too. That guy before he was from Sweden, not yeah. Switzerland. Oh, you cooked John, that, John John and he's not a two fourteen guy. He is a two seventeen guy. Oh, oh boy. still elite, still oh, elite. Twenty nine fourteen <laughs> as well. Uh, no one cares about ten k. agreed, Moose.
0: No 40. one cares about ten k.
2: No one cares anymore. About 10K. <laughs> yeah, moving on from ten k's. Who you got, Moose?
0: Oh, well. I've got, uh, I've got old Christian Torreson. Now, does that mean he's old? Old Christian? Or is that Ole Christian Toresen?
2: Not sure. I'll put in Google Translate for you.
0: Is it like, is he making fun of himself? I don't know. Christian Toresen from Norway. So he follows other Christian on Strava. Uh, so we're guessing he's the right person. Uh, not a lot of results were found, but he did run 53:38 at the 10 for the, 10 for Greta event, in, or Greta 10 for Greta event in Oslo last year. Looks like he does a lot of yoga and a bit of cycling.
1: Get some pics of him doing yoga. Did you croaks? No, just on his Strava. There's like he does it like I reckon five times a week. Oh, he's a smart fucker. <laughs> this you
0: think he's is a postdoctoral fellow at the University of Oslo? and has a Master's of Science in Molecular Biology. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Maybe that Ole means doctor or something.
2: No, I just translate exactly the same on Google Translate. Ole to Ole. Means smart bloke. Yeah. In Norwegian. It means smart motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what does that All right, even thanks, mean?
0: Thanks, Chris a. Chris O. I reckon, you know what I'd be sure of? He'd be a much better bloke than the other Christian. <laughs>
2: He's been sick, the other Christian. You've got to be nice to him. Been in bed right. for 10 days. What sort of sick? Oh, he got some um London flu, I think, when he was over there for the marathon.
0: Maybe he cooked himself in that marathon. He's
2: only ran once since then. <laughs> Catch up with him <laughs> shortly on the monthly. Coming up soon. Him and Toby. The bad boy had a good run at Albert Park, too. 29.40 yeah, or something, didn't
0: he? Yeah, he's back. He's back. back.
2: Tempered at two, he told me, on the start line. He was going well. I'm going to thank uh, Mason Mick Glamory. That's a nice name, isn't it, Mason Glamory Lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, USA. Basketball team coming out of there, isn't there? Moose Charlotte Hornets. They still getting around?
0: Yeah, yeah the Hornets don't they have a different name now. Yeah?
2: Does Michael Jordan own it? Is that the one he owns?
0: Oh yeah, he did. I reckon he sold. Oh, I reckon he's built it up. It's pretty worth a bit. He may have sold it. Okay. Jeez. He's no, he's still there on the sideline. I reckon okay. Charlotte Hornets. Were they trying to get it to change the name because the Hornet? Charlotte Bobcats.
2: They Bob. I don't know what you're talking about. You can Google that one. Uh, I'm Charlotte talking about Bobcats. Mason. Who were the Charlotte Bobcats? Anyway, oh, no. go
0: on. Sorry. He's
2: got an estimated best of uh, 21.13 for 5K, and he ran 1.37 at the 2022 oh. River Arts District Half Marathon and 3.29 at the 2022 Charlotte Marathon. Think he is a manager at S. replenishment at Lowe's companies and studied at the University of Tennessee. It's always good to get an American Patreon supporter. Thanks, Mason. Let me know, are you an Australian living over there? Or like, how did you come across the show all the way over there in America? Mm. We don't have many American listeners.
1: And Brady, what do you reckon SC stands for? SC replenishment. Do you reckon it's like shopping center replenishment at Lowe's companies?
2: Yeah, I had no idea until you said that. Mm. What does Lowe's companies do? Well, I
1: don't know. Well, the Lowe's I know do, like, clothing. You
2: know, um, Lowe's? Yeah, but this is, like, home improvements here, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we've got to thank all our patron supporters because you keep the show alive each week. That was just three of them. But everyone else over there, thank you very much for supporting us to get to episode number 288. We do have a new show coming, um well more than one new show potentially got a couple of things in the works just uh spoke to one of the people who are doing gold coast marathon this year a big name um, who has just confirmed boys that he would be happy to be a part of the project of the road to gold coast which is good so i think i'll go over to that show for the next seven or eight weeks maybe seven weeks leading in one week after to be an eight week series A lot of uh, people writing in about keeping something going with the girls, Sinead and Ali, because they were pretty uh, good, Um, and Christian and Toby coming at you on the monthly, talk about all things world running with Christian and what's happening in Toby's life now that he lives down in angle so I reckon Zacha might have some kind of announcement on social media before this week is out, and then there might be a fill-in host for the next couple of weeks, Croaks, you'll be able to tee that up again. Yep, um, we can do if, that. If I'm here, not here next week, I'm just waiting on the third person. Correspondence has been set to him. I'm just uh, waiting to see if he's keen. I think he will love,
0: be. Love the comms within this, considering this is the first time I'm learning of all of this.
2: I told you last week, didn't
0: I? <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking about.
2: You know? Yes, you do. Remember those two names we spoke mm. about?
1: I know one of them, I think. No, because you know why should he doesn't you, know.
2: Should I tell you? That, yeah, because he doesn't read any of the messages and stuff, mm. and he wonders mm. why he's never heard about stuff.
1: Well, also, when we stop recording, he goes and turns the kettle on and he can't hear anything over his
2: kettle. Oh, yeah, that's it. He blows my ears off every Monday night when the show, <laughs> show ends. But do you want me to tell you the one name who's confirmed?
0: Yeah, tell us, confirm one. Ed Goddard. Oh, oh Ed okay. Goddard,
2: the winner of Sydney 10, 213 man. He's got a lot of things wrong in the marathon so far as well, Ed, so it's going to be fascinating. He's got the new man in his corner leading into this marathon steve monaghetti so don't he get coached by gavin baron i think steve monaghetti is taking over the marathon part of his program that's what he spoke about briefly in the uh, interview i did with him so i think it's going to be a fascinating build up listening to his training for seven weeks and then you know he's he's a guy aiming for a fast time he's not going to go around there and just stuff around so um i think it's going to be well worth listening to ed's build up for gold coast we saw what he did to that field at sydney 10. We can ask him about what he was listening to on his iPhone 12 as he was running along. Um, he's always he's got some good opinions too, so here's one of the one of the people locked in working on the other one at the moment. There oh, we go.
0: Okay. All right.
2: There we go. Interesting.
0: Peaks and Trails has fantastic cash prizes on offer across all distances. On the Saturday is the Mud Dudjug Challenge, six point two k dash to the summit and back, gaining four hundred and thirty meters of elevation. This can be run separately or is also the first part of the new Peaks and Trails Champion event.
1: And then Sunday is the main event, kicking off at 6.45 a.m. with 50, 20, 13.5 and 6.4k distances, all starting and finishing in the picturesque township of Dunkeld. Whatever your distance, run along parts of the Grampians Peak Trail for only the second year with these new courses.
0: This year, the organisers are throwing in a bonus hundred bucks cash prize If you win and beat any of the course records. Considering they're only in the second year of the new courses it's a great opportunity to earn some extra cash. One of the best things about Peaks and Trails is the local community members who come out on the trails volunteering their time as marshals. The encouragement and enthusiasm is amazing especially in the challenging parts of
1: the course. To enter visit Peaks and Trails on Instagram, Facebook or the website. The biggest decision is what distance you're going to run then make a weekend of it in a beautiful part of Victoria. We also have a competition running. Check out the socials for details.
2: Doha Diamond League. Moose, did you watch any of it? Nah,
1: I
0: didn't watch it. Uh, I saw the results, though. This was on, what, Saturday morning or something? Yeah, about 3 a.m. or something, wasn't it? 4 yeah, a.m.
2: Not, too early to get up, too late I'm to stay up. up.
0: But we had some good results there uh, in the uh, ladies' 1500. So won by Faith Kip Yegan, who wins so much. She ran 358.57. Jess Hull was in fourth, ran four flat point ninety, And then Abby Caldwell in behind her in fifth, 401.15. That's a PB for Abby. Uh, Georgia Griffith, bit of a shocker, 4.15. She ran in for 12th position. So, yeah, good from the girls there. Sort of top five at Doha, 1,500. That's solid because... Uh, that's always so fast. That's where they go there to run three thirties, and the men do and quicker. So um, top five at Diamond League, geez, that's good. Mm. That's top of the world stuff,
2: especially and when like, Faith Keep Yagons winning.
1: Yeah, and Jess once again like put herself in a really good spot, and like so did Abby. I, at one point coming down the straight, it was a bit like um, it was a bit like Melbourne uh, in that you like Jess was in front in the home straight but you're like, is Abby going to run over the top of her? But Jess was like, once again, just able to hold her off. So yeah, very good. Good start to the season.
0: Yeah, in the men's, the 3K, the Aussies were in that. Not Didn't fare great here. So LaMetra Germa ran 726.18. That's motoring considering that's um that's like pretty much two sub four miles in a row. Uh, Solomon berega ran 7.27 for second and Berahu Aragawi 7.27 for third. Some s- s- big names there. Uh, Stewie was a DNF, apparently stepped off after only 800 metres. So obviously body not right, which is concerning. Uh, Matt Ramson with 12th in 7.47. Um, so I didn't watch this race. Was there anyone behind Ramson?
1: No, nah, he, was, he was last. Was by, last was... by a bit too, I think. Yeah. Like 10, 15 yeah. seconds, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, like it's it's interesting
0: seeing him get getting into these like Doha Diamond Leagues because um, he ran a lot of Diamond League last year, didn't he? Or he ran a lot of yeah, those higher does. profile races. Yeah. Um, but he, I can't remember him having a blinder for a while.
2: Like, to, to, yeah, to... he was getting beaten in those um, 15s and miles at Melbourne, wasn't he? Remember? like Cam Myers and that race where he broke through.
0: Yeah, so he's obviously over in Europe now and, like, pushing to to run some qualifiers for for world champs or, I mean, world champs to start with for sure. Um, And, yeah, I just wonder how many diamond leagues, like, you can get away with sort of not really running with the field at the end.
2: Sorry, it was six seconds behind 11th spot.
0: Yeah, so it's a fair way back. I wonder if he gets another gig or whether he has to go sort of on that second rung tour for a little bit to get a few wins up and, and to, to to have more of a pack around. It's
2: right. a small field. There's only 12 people in the race.
1: Yeah. It was actually pretty good up front because it cleared out and there was like four. So there was you know, the, the first three that we've mentioned and um, El Bacali, the, the steepler, he was in the mix for, for a lot of it as well. Um, but Ramsom seems to be one of those guys that like has shown like glimpses of – like potential, like over the last five, six years, um, but then hasn't really sort of gone on with it. Um, like, because it wasn't that long ago that he was, uh, he was Josh guy's main man for like pacing world records. Yeah,
2: mm. 2021, wasn't it? Like COVID 2020 even, yeah. end of then? Yeah.
1: Like, you're going well to pace, like pace world records. And like he was running for, for a while with him. Mm. So hopefully he gets back there. Yeah, good
2: to see the diamond link back, though. That kind of snuck up on me a bit, and I didn't know it was happening until later in the week when I started to see the promo about
1: it. And do you boys know how to watch it now? Now, Like, that it's not on, um, it's not on like, KO or Fox?
2: Yeah, so is it just YouTube live stream?
1: Yeah, Yeah. so... But can you, just, you re-watch it? you can. Because I tried yeah, to find can. it
2: today, and I didn't know where it was.
1: So you just go to, the World, like, the World Athletics YouTube channel, um, and then, yeah, if you search in there, you'll find it. Because I woke up on the... When was it? Friday morning, and um, I, I basically had my phone off, so I didn't know any of the results, and I was able to just go back and, and watch it all. And
2: okay. Just fa-
1: and just fast-forward, you know, all the, the throws and the jumps and just watch the running events.
2: You reckon you can go to World Athletics one or Diamond League one?
1: Uh, I thought I, I thought I saw it on World Athletics.
2: Yeah, I'm, on, I'm only just scrolling now because I tried to find it today, and I think I was on Diamond League, but I still can't. Because I was hoping just to rewatch the whole live stream, like live or, broadcast.
1: Yeah, or if you just put in um, world World Athletics Doha Diamond League, it comes up. And so actually, no, here it is. It's the Wanda, so Wanda Diamond League channel. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful.
2: Because we've never. Yeah, it's only been Foxtel in the past, hasn't it? Yeah. So you yep. think? And I know this is the listener question. Oh yeah, there we go. Mm. You can see the whole thing. Two hours worth of coverage. Yep. Um, there we go. Wanda Diamond League channel, not World Athletics, not Diamond League. Just go Wanda, put that in front and you'll find it. Um Public service announcement? Yeah. Wow. Only because, but this is the problem with that sport, isn't it? Like I literally tried to watch these races today and couldn't find it because I was on the wrong channel.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, that's good though. So like you reckon Foxtale have just said, no, no, we're not paying for the right to that this year. So now we get like the global YouTube feed. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Like I think... The the global YouTube feed's better for, mm. like, the general public because not everyone has Foxtel or KO.
2: Yep. Hey, Sound Running Meet was on. This looked big. A lot of, um, I think, On sponsored it, and there are a lot of On athletes getting around and a bit of PR going with wherever they go. In the 5K, Lauren Ryan, she ran 15.20 in the Section 1 5K. Um, and then Amy Bunnage ran fifteen twenty one in the section two five k. That, for people who aren't in America, is the A and the B race, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yep. basically. Cordia Hollingsworth was there in the section two fifteen hundred. She ran uh, four hundred eight. Leanne Pompiani ran thirty one forty five in the ten k. And Andre Waring ran twenty eight thirty one in the ten k. PBs so for both of those people, surely. Leanne, you going quicker than that? I think so. That's a good run then. It's good to see these people go overseas and, you know, try to get in these quick races and come home with PBs. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Do you know if they're over there for much longer? Yeah, that's a PB for 31.45. Uh,
1: I'm not sure. I know, like, the, aren't the on-group over in Boulder at the moment? The Aussie yeah. on-group? If they're not there yet, they're on their way. I know. Yeah, I saw um, a, um, oh yeah, I I yeah. yeah uh, insta. Graham Clip of Bucks uh, over in um, Boulder.
0: And then, then they, they run another race. They run up at oh maybe Portland Track Classic, something like that. Um, and then they uh, I think they head to Europe after that. Cool. Or, or some of them do
1: anyway. Some are coming home. I, I think, think Claudia comes home because she's got yeah. school.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> got school.
1: What a life. That's
2: yeah. Fun. <laughs> school. Uh, listener question. So, croaks, this kind of is what we just spoke about, but it's got a bit more depth to it.
1: Yeah, and it was also, this was the listener question that we were going to do the week that we recap London Marathon, Um, but we had Andy on that week, so we we skipped the listener question. But I still think it's a good one. Uh, It's, hi, guys, a possible question for you to discuss. What can we do as a running community in Australia to encourage broadcasters to access rights to major marathon events globally? We've seen improved coverage of national-level athletics events the last couple of years with seven-plus, but I feel that if we want to host a World Marathon major event in Australia, we need to take the sport more seriously at a global level too. And that's coming from Mugsy Adrian Reason.
2: Mm, good one,
1: Mugsy. It's a good
0: question. It is a good question. I like I I like the idea of the, a major... Uh, channel or what do you call it tv station picking up the big marathons here but i just wonder if anyone would watch it like think about london you're putting that on at 6 p.m on a sunday night that's prime time right that's like high value tv imagine mm. imagine what they're going to take off to put on the major marathon like let's yeah. say let's say they're taking off well i don't know what's big now like farmer wants a wife or married some yeah, weird Max. shit like that. <laughs> to put on the London marathon where like two and a half hours of people just running the same pace the whole way with uh with very little, uh, commentary, really. It, it, it's not, view, it's not viewing like take, put an Australian at the front. All right. You probably get, you're probably hooking a lot of people in there, especially if we know their story. But, but they've like, got more say... than
2: one channel now, Moose. Like, when they put the Nationals on, it's not on the main Channel 7. It's, like, through the app and there's, like, yeah, 10, different, 10 different things streaming at the same time. That's what Ed said in the interview. It's, like, why are we watching, like, you know, big swamp fishing repeats? <laughs> like, why can't we get, like, City the Surf on,
1: you know, for an hour or something yeah. like that? Yeah, but
2: that's, but, yeah.
1: Yeah. But surely if, if World Athletics and the Diamond League, if they can make these events – accessible via youtube why can't all of the other major marathons like just make it accessible to the public like you know diamond league have now um like i know when we first moved into our house in 2014 one of the first things i did was get Foxtel because back then all of the major marathons were shown on like eurosport so you'd have like uh london berlin i remember watching fukuoka one december on uh on You know on the tv um and that is all gone now like there's basically no value for me having Foxtel anymore because the whole reason i got it was to watch running events i kept it because it had the diamond league and now diamond league's gone from it as well and i um i didn't watch london marathon because one i don't have a a flow track subscription and like i would happily pay like what is 100 is it 100 us a year moose for you? Uh, it's like more than. Oh,
0: yeah. So it's about 150 Australian. Yeah. So it's okay. a lot, right? So,
1: so I would happily pay that if, like, and, and I get it, if I was living in America and I was getting all of, like, the college meets and all of the major road races, I'd happily pay that. It'd be the equivalent of us in Australia getting um, Albert Park, Sydney 10, all, you know, the, the relays, a heap of track meets. I'd happily pay a subscription, but I'm not paying 150 Aussie dollars to watch one or two marathons a year because the other stuff on that flow track I'm probably not going to watch. And so my other option then for London was uh, like a VPN, and I'm just like I'm just not bothered. I just couldn't be bothered going down that route of having to like get a VPN to watch something internationally. Um, So I I don't know. I'd, I'd just love to love. For it to become accessible via YouTube or whatever, um, yeah. Because like, surely if Diamond League can do it, like, because obviously the major marathons want to sell the rights to to broadcasters. Is, is that how it works? So they can make money. Yeah. I
2: know Christians bought it before. You can buy it. Like, you can buy races. Yeah.
0: What do you mean so he, he bought it?
2: Yeah. So he buys it and then he does the commentary over the top for the Norwegians.
0: Well, so he buys it. And then no so one we, else in Norway
2: is no, no, so, allowed to... So we could buy it. So say like London Marathon is like available for... Well, maybe not London because it's already going to FlowTrack. But if there was a marathon, you could pay a fee to have it, to host it.
1: But and, see, that's then, a problem and then that, he that, does that's the problem
2: commentary that, over the top of it.
1: Like, as you said, we can't buy London because FlowTrack have it. I and... assume, yeah.
2: But I'm not sure if you put in an offer. Baby Flowtrack's the only one that wants it for Australia, and then no one wanted the Diamond League, so they just go, Well, it just goes back to base YouTube.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought somebody would buy Diamond League
2: across the world. Foxtel's probably looked at their numbers and go, oh, No one's watching this. Just one bloke in Canberra on Foxtel. Yeah. Let's cut it. Yeah. But maybe that's a bigger question. Why would one of those bigger networks in Australia buy it if they're not going to get the eyeballs on it?
0: Yeah, I don't have answers. This is but you need to what... have
2: the eyeballs on it to then get the. You know what I mean? Is it the chicken or the egg?
1: I'd actually be interested if somebody who listens to this show is across this sort of stuff um, and could actually give us a rundown because I'd love to know now if Di- if the Diamond League are making less money by having this on YouTube versus at being on Foxtel in the past.
2: Hmm. Yes, yeah, someone smart right in Kenya. That'd be fantastic. Uh, Moose on the Loose, what's coming up? Moose on the Loose first.
0: Oh, well, you had your little crack. I liked it. So I'm backing that in.
2: Let's get courses certified.
0: Uh, is that what you went at? Yeah. There was nothing... No, there was something else, I reckon.
2: No, that's what it was. Let's it's certify courses.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so okay. Archie Noakes can have his record. Oh, yeah. yeah let's give Archie Noakes his record. You know record. what, though? Can maybe you do it afterwards? 10K.
2: Maybe it's
0: fucking nine. Maybe it's Sydney 10 vibes, and maybe he doesn't get the record if he has to run a full 10. But
2: Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Don't know. Can you do it after the event?
0: Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that.
2: They'd, they'd have. Markings How do you know where the cones are at? On, they'd have markings on the road and stuff, wouldn't they? How do they know where to put them in the first place? But I well, they... think
1: a world record, though. So obviously something like Berlin, it gets like certified and measured. But then, if a world record gets broken, it gets remeasured after the fact to make sure that the record's legit. I'm pretty sure.
2: Hmm. I think so. Not that they're going to, but yeah. Imagine, yeah. Young, Imagine breaking an Australian record. Who was it? Um, was it Logan Janetski who so was in the same race too? I reckon, but he did it at Launceston.
0: Oh really? Yeah. So he, oh, so he is, keeps the records. Record. He did on a
2: certified course. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I'm letting you go at it. I'm happy with that.
2: Come on, Moose, give me something. Fire what, some, something. Some? What have I been angry about here? you very relaxed, hasn't
1: he, Coach? Yeah, I've been... Yeah. For a guy with a busted back. Busted back. I've been hitting the
0: wine lately. Like, I just come home, have a beer, have a wine, have another wine. Just got no drive.
2: Right, what's coming up? I did just look at uh, when the next Diamond League is. It's still three weeks away. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a bit of a break, isn't it? Why did they
2: fire off Doha so early? I don't know. Usually they're like back-to-back now, I thought, once they get rolling. But that's... Uh, that's still a few weeks off. I don't know anything that's coming up, boys. Is Great Ocean Road next couple of weeks, Moose? Maybe. He's sending mm-hmm. us messages, I reckon. Croke's trying to get us some images. He's going offline. No, oh, yeah. I, said
0: two, I said a couple of weeks. I can, I, got this, I, go, I put you on moot occasionally because this fucking dog's dropping his bone. So I uh, don't want you to hear that. I said um, May 22nd, Get Toby's running the marathon been told is uh his rules are win it as easy as possible
2: just tempo it win it is
0: no no less than that mm. if he if he doesn't he's running a
1: long Sunday long run <laughs> he's
0: got if, if there's a bloke there next to him then he's he's like he's not going in front of that guy until 43.5k that's his rules
1: oh really even if he's running like 250 pace like marathon yep. pace
0: that's the rules.
1: Yeah. That's because um, Moose doesn't want him to run faster than what Moose has run mm. there. Got yeah, my record's, record's
2: already... Oh, yeah. no, Nico's got it, hasn't he?
0: No one cares about time there. All they care about is how many times you win it. Okay. That's the only That's the only discussion point down there. You what is on this so?
1: week? Are there any events on this weekend that you know of?
2: Nah, AV, cross-country and Bendigo in two weeks. No, I don't know nothing uh... for this weekend there be nothing to talk about next week. I
1: know there's the Sydney the Sydney Half Marathon. Uh, yeah, not this weekend. The following weekend. Something's coming up in Noosa soon, isn't it? Noosa. Oh yep, yep.
2: Maybe a couple of weeks away.
1: True. There's
2: that. Um, there's a Sydney Half Marathon in two weeks. Yeah, right, that one. I that, said. Hoka. Yeah, oh, I that what you said sorry. Yeah, I was, I was thinking and couldn't listen at the same time. All right, boys. What's coming up in your life, cros? Uh,
1: pretty quiet. Just back into back into training. Okay. Moose, what are you doing?
0: Getting better. Working. I'm working like a dog at the moment. I'm just like in there every day. New business, mate.
2: Fuck. Is, is working like a dog a saying? Don't dogs do stuff or work?
0: No, nah, working Dog. I
2: got a working oh, work dog. dog. Yeah, gotcha. I'm working like a dog, like a
0: working dog. Yeah, no, that's a
1: saying, Brady. Yeah, I always use the <laughs> yeah. word "dog" as in like you're useless.
2: <laughs> yeah. dog of a unlike, bloke. Un-
1: unlike your sayings, that one is correct, Brady. You've heard success <laughs> makes success makes cowards is not a saying. You've
2: heard of dog of a bloke before, though, haven't you?
1: Yeah, but I've also yeah. heard been working like a dog.
2: Well, I wouldn't want my mates who are dogs of a bloke to be working for me. Put it that way. Anyway, hey, is- um,
1: interesting fact, you know, so Viv. For work tomorrow, has tickets to go to watch the budget. <laughs> oh, did, her, yeah. did you even know that was a thing? Does she work in like finance or something? No, she works in like the electrical industry. So I guess it's like how the budget will impact that industry. But so you can, what, you, you, can buy, t- tickets. you can buy you can buy well her boss bought tickets to take her and him to watch the budget. That's I thought sweet. that but happened at night time. Does
2: ah. You
0: know, do you know this sounds a mm. little sus, I reckon.
2: <laughs> Does she and yeah. have work meetings at night time? Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. All yeah. Right. Take him in the budget. Viv, Viv we're going to have words <laughs> when I get offline. <laughs> <a>, oh, boy.
2: <laughs> All right, Come boys. on. We're Lift finishing up. off. I might, if I don't see you next week, boys, I'll, I will might pop in between now and Gold Coast. Just phone me out one week if I'm not here for the next seven weeks just because I'll miss you two fellas, okay?
1: So people will basically now have to um, go to Patreon if they want to hear your weekly recap. Yeah,
2: go over there, hear that, hear about my runs, hear about Ed Goddard's and potentially hear about another uh, fella. Also go over there to hear about Christian and Toby and potentially something with Sinead and Ali. Heaps of stuff to lock in tomorrow, boys. Love that's good. I love how we had this conversation off air last week. The moose wasn't there. Nothing's been done since then, but things are starting to get in motion now.
1: Hmm. All right, well... well Miss you, Brady. All the best. Yeah, phone out me eight out. Eight weeks. Phone me out
2: one week. Just do that, like ring a friend thing. Here's right. me. Here's me, just trying to stay relevant, boys. Right, fellas. Catch you. See ya. Have a good week.
1: See
0: Thanks to Peaks and Trails for sponsoring this week's podcast. A challenging but achievable trail event in Dunkeld with a distance for everyone, ranging from six point four k, thirteen point five k, twenty k, all the way to fifty k ultra. And when combined with the Mud Dudjug Challenge, you can enter to be the twenty twenty three champion.
1: Try something new, test your strength and enjoy the beautiful trails of Gary Word at Peaks and Trails 2023.